This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Jen. I'm Brian. And I'm Henno. We're three friends that talk about mental health, wellness, and our lives. Through articles and tips, we share what has worked for us on our paths overcoming depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, alcoholism, and addiction. Come join us on our journey. You can find us anywhere you listen to your podcast. Just search for The Crazy Life. Remember, wiggle your toes and just keep breathing. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is a streaming freedom audio bulletin. It cannot be traced. It cannot be stopped. And it is the only free voice left in the geek revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the Dash of Duo. Derek and myself. Mike, how's it going? Mm, not bad. So, have you recovered from this week's recording of Wookie Radio? Yes, I have. Okay. And how anxious are you now to get down to see it? Trying not to think about it. <laughs> Actually, though, I did have I did have one question that I wished wished I had remembered to ask you on the Wookie Radio recording. Well, ask it here. Indeed, I shall. It basically, basically, it was just uh, how hard was it for you to leave? Um, kind of. Uh, I think at the time, knowing that there's still some of the stuff that I wanted to get wasn't available. Like I wanted to get a Sabacc card set. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, Milton Bradley has one, which yeah. Zoe and I have talked about getting, so we can start learning the game. So when I actually get a Sabacc set from the parks, where it's supposed to actually look like the deck that they pull out in solo um, we're ready to play it we were pretty proficient on how to play it um, but they were sold out at the park so hopefully in November when we're there um, for Zoe's birthday I found out I could use comp tickets to get us in um, mm. hopefully they'll have a set and I'm, I'm getting it yeah I'm sure they will so but you said <laughs> you said that you kept saying that you were that it's real and you said you were home and stuff so I yeah. just Wondering if when you when you had to leave, you felt a little bit of you know like oh, 
Uh, just a little, but I, but I think I kind of saw everything I wanted to see for the day. Mm. Uh, I did not find the the burned out astromech that's been turned into a heater. Oh yeah, I haven't found that. I think that's over in the first order section. Um, plus two, we were in the middle of the second rainstorm mm. as well. It, it was starting up, or it died down, then was picking back up. Um, of course. Yeah, I got a few. Part of it, too, I was focused on trying to get some shots with um, my backpack mm. from Heroes and Villains, which I think the one with the A-Wing really turned out great. Yeah. is that you, You've seen that one, right? Mm-hmm. Is that not like a perfect promo shot? Yeah. <laughs> So, Plus, you get to go back. Yeah. Where, like, you know, when I go down there, who knows when I'll get to go back again. So yeah. I won't, I won't want to ever leave. Yeah. Well, and I also knew, too, I had to, we had to go and get Zoe from school. Right, and so, yeah. And, and I knew, too, that, you know, we had a four-hour span and I to, to do things. And we kind of walked out a little early because, one, I just didn't have the money to mm. think about potentially spending. We spent quite a bit as it was. Mm. Um, but it's just one of those I I almost needed the break because I'm so I mean I got so overwhelmed and was getting emotional right I mean you, you, you if, you, if you saw the pictures I posted on my Facebook page yep. I mean, you see the one picture that Melissa took of me just kind of awestruck and someone says look at the glow on him yeah I mean that's not stage that's real mm. and you know my reaction is real it, it, it's literally I mean I was once I saw the Falcon. I'm like, it's real. I mean, I said this last night. It's real. It's not a... I mean, I don't know what the interior of it looks like. If if they actually have it look like stuff from the ship. Because you actually don't go inside the actual ship. Right. I'm trying to find out how I can. As a cast member, I'm trying to figure out how I can. Because I know you can get into the cockpit. And the cockpit is, is supposedly decked out to actual show look because you can look into the cockpit see um, but I don't know if the rest of the vessel you know if you go up the gangplank or whatnot if that's the same way it was um, it was actually pretty cool seeing like your pictures of the Falcon because I mean you know you you, you can see the the official pictures and the official promo yeah. stuff but but there's still like you said it's you know when you see your pictures you're like it is real yeah, because the the you know the promo pictures they're made to look the best they can and everything. So you're like, well, you know, might not look like quite like that, but it does. Well, for for me, I mean, I was trying my best to get the best pictures as well, and I think what I what I've used for um, the banner for Facebook and Twitter, mm. Melissa took that shot, getting some of the other buildings in the background as we are looking out over the the back end towards the front. I thought that came out looking superb mm. uh, so if you haven't had a chance to see what I'm talking about uh, go to the Wookiee Radio Twitter page or uh, Facebook page and you'll see um, but yeah I mean leaving the way the way we did I, I was okay because I was at that point I was still paying attention to a lot of details but I I just didn't know where mm. um, like I said last night we didn't make it to the first order section because I just didn't think about it I thought we had covered everything uh, I'm like well we got down by the echelon no I took a long shot picture which I zoomed in and it came out with still a great looking shot of the echelon you would have thought I was a lot closer than I actually was um, but no it was it, it's it's awesome. It really is. 
So, uh, you got any other questions about it that you forgot to ask? No, that was it. Okay. I think we covered everything pretty well on Wookie Radio. So if you want to know more, kids, listen to that. Yeah. Um, I said, I don't remember if we talked about it last night or not. I think I'm, I, I know for sure I want to be the pilot four more times of the Falcon. That's <laughs> with Zoe, uh, with my brother, and then my best friend from elementary school and my best friend from high school. Um, when you guys come down and we go hit the parks as a group, I'm letting you two guys pilot. I'm going to sit back on this one because I've done it. I would be cool with being the co-pilot. Um, or if I do pilot, I will be the left chair pilot because I've had my opportunity of pulling the lever for hyperspace. Mm. Oh, my God. This was so fun. Because they can hyperspace. Yep. Pull. <laughs> I want to be chewy. <laughs> um, but no, it definitely... Uh, yeah, I I'm I can't wait to get Zoe in. I cannot yeah. wait for you to share this with you guys as mm. well. You're gonna um, have to let know how uh, Zoe's reaction to it. I, I'm gonna I, I almost want to have Melissa videotape. I was gonna say you'll have to get some videotape. I, I've threatened Zoe that she's gonna have to wear like a night mask so we can blindfold her and then just <laughs> stand her in front of the gate and go. All right, let's go walking. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Who cares? We're we're still gonna be walking through the park. So it's okay. Yeah, and and she's already asked, "Can I wear my Porg mini backpack?" Because remember the San Diego Comic Con one from a couple of years ago? Yep. I got her one last year for, for Hanukkah because uh-huh. Think Geek had them on sale for like half off. Oh, yeah, nice. So she got one for Hanukkah and uh, she loves it as if she likes porgs or something. Uh, mm. <laughs> no, that's not a child that doesn't work. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, she's going to wear that into the park. And I know left and right people are going to go, where'd you get that? What shop did you get that at? Where'd you get that at? Um, but yeah, nope. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm I'm stoked for that. Uh, and I may have to have Zoe, uh, um, what should we call it? I have, have Melissa videotape Zoe's reaction as I'm with her. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I can't wait. We told her about the whole interaction with, with V and she was so, it was like, I hope we get to do something like that when I'm, when I'm there. Like, we will try and figure it out. Yeah. I saw your pictures there. Yeah. So now you see what I was talking about, how I was starting to take a picture and all of a sudden she's ducking behind me. I'm like, wait, uh, I mean, and I'm saying everything as if there's a hesitation or whatnot, but everything happens so quick. Yeah. It's like, oh, stormtroopers. Yeah, stay behind me. <laughs> but it, it was just, she threw me off by jumping behind me because she didn't. She was like, oh, and then boom, behind. And I looked over, saw the stormtroopers, and I just kept moving behind. And I was hoping that they got closer. I was going to say, I'm not I'm not the tourist you're looking for. Sure. See if that would work. Um, the only frustrating thing I found with most of the photo pass opportunities is uh, like the couple shots we had from the Falcon. Um, they were wanting us to do a force push pose. I'm like, okay, but all right, that doesn't quite fit in with the uh, narrative you're going. <laughs> no, so uh, I mean, we did it. The, those pictures looked okay. Uh, I liked some of the other pictures instead. So. Um, but business-wise, let's knock this out. One, we're doing a contest. All 
in celebration and honor of me going to Galaxy's Edge. Uh, you guys are going to benefit because uh, Derek will tell you, and everyone, if you listen to this week's Wookiee Radio, everyone there will tell you, I am holding in my hand, and Derek seeing it again, probably a little jealous, I'm holding the purple kyber crystal. That is the, the choice selected I still find by it, you guys. I still find it interesting that that's the one that won out. Yeah, especially since White was starting to make a comeback. Mm. Uh, also, too, have a Wookiee Radio hat, Lex Fit, for you guys. So someone, and, and this is the same style that I got for myself to wear when I do conventions and Galaxy's Edge. Y'all are getting one just like what I I pick, which is a gray with a. It's got a yellow button on top and the yellow underbill, which I really like this look. And the yellow was really nice. I I when I first put the hat on it. I mean, you kind of notice, but it kind of faded, you know, it kind of blended in with everything afterwards, but it, it does help when you go in and out of, you know, some of these you know, lit shops on how you know, they may be lit a little darker and then you come back outside and it's bright. It does. Mm. It's almost like eye black in many ways where it does help cut some of that I and mean, <laughs> allow your eyes to adjust. Uh, but I think we've got that too with a black underbill and a green underbill. Um, I like the yellow. Uh, I think the yellow looked great. So, uh, and you can get that on our homepage. If you see the picture with the rotating images, click there and you can get that hat or the t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, hockey jerseys, baseball jerseys. Uh, Mandalorian jersey is coming soon. So keep an eye out for that if you want that. Um, also to check out Heroes and Villains and Found Me, uh, use the code Weeby Geeks. I almost said smugglers. Use the code Weeby Geeks for 15% off your first purchase. Um, my the backpack that you see me holding on it was on a pedestal and I'm putting where I've got my arm on top of the backpack where I say you know, I took my trusty Imperial or indoor commando rucksack to the park with the A-wing in the background that that's the bag from Heroes and Villains and I'll tell you it looks great in the Galaxy's Edge environment and I had people ask me where'd you get that do they sell that in the park <laughs> Like, nope. But if you go to their website and use this code, I gave them smugglers, you get 15% off your first purchase. I may have to go do that. So, see how many more people <laughs> buy using our code. Mm. Um, but no, it, it fit in great, Mark. My only problem is I should have pulled out the poncho because that bag's not water resistant or waterproof. Mm -hmm. so it got soaked. Oh, did it? Yeah. That's why I, I made the comment. I eventually want to get one that's water resistant, especially since it right. rains down here in Florida. And, and I want the uh, and I, I want to use it for work. So I need something that's not going to get soaked as I'm walking out to my car at work. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't mind the TIE Fighter backpack. That wouldn't look nice, but hopefully they make a a smuggler's backpack, which I kind of designed and offered up to them to see if they go for it. <laughs> I think that would be sweet. We need love, too. And I actually got the actual image. It's officially canon for the Scoundrel logo designation. Now, I said I was trying to get that off the data pad. I actually went when we were at the uh, Droid Depot. They had it there. I'm like, yep, snapshot. Thank you. <laughs> So I finally got it. Um, so now here's something I'm glad we got when we did. And I know we were a little frustrated on how long it took to get. 
But uh, apparently Loot Crate is filing for bankruptcy and lays off workers. But it's still promising to ship remaining boxes and is still selling boxes. Crazy. Uh, and I came I can't even kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Loot Crate apparently at one time was the go-to company. Uh, mm. There was, what was it, Nerd Block was another one. They kind of revamped. I never heard of them. Yeah, that was another one. Um, oh, Heroes Box mm. from Superhero Stuff. That kind of died off with the ownership change. Yeah. Which is a shame because I really, I got a couple of those and I really love those. Yeah. Um, so uh, apparently Loot Crate's filing for bankruptcy and they're laying off uh, dozens of employees on top of the 150 warehouse workers who were let go last uh, Loot Crate still plans to ship all remaining boxes to customers. Uh, given uh, how far behind it is, it seems like that's a tough promise to keep. Uh, well, look how long it took for, for ours, how they kept pushing back and back and back. Mm. Uh, in the press release, Loot Crate announced plans to file for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Reports of financial troubles have been circulating for a while, including defaulting on a $21 million loan in Wow. Yeah. Even though Loot Crate has about 250,000 subscribers, plan is is to try and sell the company with one of its investors, Money Chest, uh, Hmm. who will set the initial auction bid, uh, funneling a $10 million bankruptcy loan to keep operations in in the meanwhile. So uh, last month, Loot Crate closed its warehouse and laid off 150 workers, announcing plans to outsource a third-party logistics company. An additional 50 employees were laid off last week, leaving the company with just 60 full-time employees. Reports have surfaced on Twitter that employees are being let go without any severance or benefit. Uh, same type of thing Toys R Us was has faced backlash for as well. Mm. Um, so co-founder Christopher Davis promised in a press release that Loot Crate subscribers should expect no changes. Daily operations will continue as usual. Unique, exciting fan items will be purchased. Crates will be shipped and all aspects of the business will go on um, as before the, the ch- Chapter 11 filing. So... Uh, according to the bankruptcy filing, company has been withholding customer billing. And still owes at least twenty million dollars worth of shipment to customers. Holy crap! What a crazy story. Yeah. Uh, some subscribers report not having received subscription boxes in the last three months. Um, IO9 deputy editor Jill Pin. Pantosi, who receives a courtesy subscription for media, says last shipment that arrived was the May Nemesis box. Uh, there has also been complaints of repeat items, lack of interesting exclusives, and the box is filled with disappointing goods. Now, hmm. check out our video about our loot crate that we all got on Wookie Radio. We were impressed because um, one, it's all heroes and villain stuff. How can you not be impressed? But I think I pointed out, they mentioned there was supposed to be artwork, and we never got the artwork. Because mm. I'm sorry, I don't count that card as artwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have loved to have seen some other things that were not heroes and villains in there as well. That that could have tied into the theme of Endor. You know? Mm. So... Um, I would I would love to see what's going on. I know it's 
don't know. It, it's just weird. It just. I mean, I was I was looking at wanting to take a maybe take a purchase. Well, this was before I got my new car. I was going to look into potentially purchasing one of the sci-fi boxes. Mm. I mean, I've, I've gotten a couple. I've gotten the Marvel box. I've gotten the I've gotten the Marvel box. I got the Harry Potter box for Zoe. Got the Star Wars box. Which, if you watch the video the last time they did Star Wars box, I mean, there was some cool stuff in there, too. I mean, how hard would it have been for them to add a Funko Pop in there? Like a Biker yeah. Scout or something. That's something I would like so, I mean, don't get me wrong. We we definitely got our money's worth from the box. I mean, I think they promised $120 worth of value. I, I think we came real close to that, if not just barely surpassed it, with the stuff from Heroes and Villains. And I cannot wait to get into that sweatshirt. I mean, right now, it, it's a little, it's a, I mean, it's a, just a hair snug on me. Yeah. Yeah, even at a 3X, but the, the material, it's warmer than the hoodie I'm wearing right now, which is an NHL locker room hoodie. <laughs> and being that it's a little snugger, it's definitely a little warmer, so it'll be great when I go out in the cold. It'll be great to wear that to Galaxy's Edge. In, in cooler months, um, which while wearing my backpack, I did turn a stormtrooper's head because they <laughs> saw the rebel logo on my backpack, but they kept walking. And I knew, like, are they going to turn around, come back and tell me to stop? Because I was all ready to go go with my backstory of, no, I, I'm, I'm a smuggler. My ship's the Squatty Dewback, <laughs> which is what I wanted to name my car. And the Dewback? The squ- <laughs> well, my car is that alien, that Kia alien green. Mm. Like, the Squatty Dewback would be great. So I, I wanted to do a do back a do pack decal and, and just shorten the legs a little bit more to make them sit you know, belly drag mm-hmm. and it's gonna be the squatty do back <laughs> I, I think that's a great name for for a smuggler ship so what's your ship the squatty do back <laughs> i actually used that line at ogus cantina and the bartender laughed and loved it because oh that's a great ship name <laughs> yep squatty do back it works, right? Uh, sure. <laughs> now you guys have to come up with ship names for your for y'all ships. I've got mine. I have a name for mine. What would that be? I call mine Iniquity. Okay, we got the Iniquity and the Squatty Dewback. <laughs> Mm. Um. So yeah, it's keep going back. I I'm still. I want. I can't wait to go back. I really can't. And I, I after being there, I'm I'm trying to figure out how can we eventually do a Wookie Radio event for you, the listeners of Weeby Geeks, Mighty Marvel Geeks, Wookie Radio. How can we do like a three three podcast event at Galaxy's Edge? Because I would almost want to buy out the bar, buy out the cantina. We just do a little party in there, dessert party, if possible. I think that would be cool. So, um, but going back to Loot Crate, I mean, we loved our stuff. Don't get us wrong. I mean, I, I haven't used my wallet yet. Because um, I, I haven't used I already got a wallet from Heroes and Villains, so that'll be a spare. But I, I would consider using this to keep all, if I know I'm going to be, you know, cash or cards that I'm going to need for the park, I'll keep my normal wallet and move it to my backpack or someplace safe and then use this for my purchases. Something like that. But I think the wallet you got uh, from the from Heroes and Villains when you got the keychain, I think that one's bigger than what we got from here from the loot crate. Well, it, it's um, 
actually have it right here. So the the one we got from Loot Crate is a trifold, and this one's just a bifold, so it only folds twice, you know, right. in half. Um, so it is it's bigger in that way, but because it's only a bifold, it's thinner than the trifold wallet. Right, but I think you got more options for cards. I do. Hold than you do. Uh, I think so. Yeah. That that's what I'm thinking. So, um, I mean, Loot Crate, I've gotten some cool stuff out of it. Uh, but, I mean, we waited forever for these Star Wars boxes. Mm. So, I know people who waited even longer than us for our, for them. Really? Yeah, they originally started selling that box in, like, December. Mm. And, of course, uh, what was it? Ken and I ordered ours in April? Or, no. I think it was March. I think we mine was. Ours in March, and you ordered yours beginning of April. They were supposed to be delivered by... By the end of March, first round, and we didn't get them till, till April. Mm. So yeah, but um, the loot crate could eventually be canceled, <laughs> and that's not the other thing that is well canceled. Loot crate ha- um, could possibly looks like it's going to be getting canceled, but. One thing that has most definitely been canceled is the sci-fi show Krypton. That's right. After only two seasons, the sci-fi channel has decided to cancel Krypton, the show that is... That is about the grandfather of Superman, a gentleman named Seg-El, played by Cameron Cuff. Um, And they have also decided that they will not proceed with the Lobo spinoff series that had been announced. That's probably Uh, a good thing. Not that long ago. Yeah. Have you seen, have you watched season two yet of Krypton? No, but I've seen the, I've seen the various pictures of Lobo and not a fan. Yeah. He's not any better in um, video form either. (laughs) When you watch the show I'm like this season's been kind of up and down a little I think the only character that got right was uh, Brainiac yeah they actually did a really surprisingly good job with Brainiac um and they have Doomsday in this season and uh, not great (laughs) horrible but not great and um I kind of like the way they're handling Zod though he's kind of interesting I like the actor who's playing him um but according to this is according to Deadline Warner Horizon scripted television is currently in talks with other outlets and they're hoping to bring the show back on another network or streaming service like perhaps, you know, the DC Universe streaming um, or or it gets revamped. Yeah, yeah. Or the upcoming HBO Max streaming platform. Both of those are considered to be the most logical option, as DC content has been a focus for both. Um. So I'm not really. I don't know. I'm kind of. I'm not dis. I'm not upset about the cancellation of the Lobo thing. I was. I always kind of thought that was a bad idea to begin with. Right. I'm a. 
I don't know if disappointed is the right word about the cancellation of Krypton. I think there's a little bit of disappointment, but not also not a lot of surprise. Um, I don't know how the show was doing ratings wise, but it was it was right. kind of a mediocre, I guess. Right. It had some really good stuff and some eh, okay stuff. Um, but I like things like it, it did have Adam Strange in there, although it was an interesting version of Adam Strange and everything. But, you know, so Krypton, which is executive produced by David S. Goyer and Cameron Welsh, who was also the showrunner. Now, on my show, Keepers of the Fringe, which I do with my buddy Chris, we kind of have mixed feelings about David S. Goyer. We really want to like him because he's a big comic book guy. You know, he loves comics. He loves doing the comic book stuff. But if you really look at his track record, I would say David S. Goyer... I don't know. He doesn't have the best track record overall yeah. of the the stuff he's worked on. He's kind of got a he's kind of a mixed bag there. So yep. I really I really want it. Like when I see his name on something, I really want to like it. But then I think about some of the stuff I've seen that he's been involved with. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but eh, there you go. Uh, well, speaking of sci-fi, the Wyona Earp boss sets adventure drama at sci-fi. I have not watched Wyona Earp. I have not either. But creator Emily Andros is looking to expand her relationship with sci-fi. Uh, she's teaming with NBC Universal. Um, the or she's teaming up with the NBC Universal owned network to develop Axe Holes, a meta drama. <laughs> that would be in co-production with sci-fi. Um, it's a series that follows a mismatched bunch of comic convention attendees who inadvertently get transported into the real-life world of their favorite fantasy TV series, Blue Barbara. In the worst role-playing game ever, the unequipped party must learn to navigate a dangerous land of profanity-spewing atalaxes, sociopathic fairies, and disturbing, disturbing ling, disturbing sensual dragons and it, what was that one? It, yeah <laughs> it's real um, and a chain mail bikini wearing shield maiden as they struggle to find a way back home um, <laughs> sounds like the old Dungeons and Dragons cartoon yeah Andros will serve as the executive producer and showrunner on the potential series which uh, is in development or sci-fi the project will be a co-production between sci-fi and whatever studio boards the show now, um, according to her, I'm excited to take on a new adventure series that is adoring, tongue-in-cheek, love letter to fandom in general, and fierce barbarian princess in particular. I'm especially thrilled that it will allow me to continue working with sci-fi, who have been endlessly supportive of the hilarious, moving, action-packed, feminist genre shows I love to create for television. So, um... Sounds kind of interesting. Yeah. Well, ultimately, too, Herb was able to resume production after sci-fi along with a number of third-party outlets contributed additional financial resources that opened the door for production season four to resume for a 2020 debut hmm. so um so yeah show like that just makes you go thundercats oh <laughs> 
that was a segue. <laughs> Is that what we call it these days? Uh, well, uh, that's one thing. All right, well, um, <laughs> if you're like me, you grew up in the 80s and you were a fan of many of the toys and cartoons of the 80s, such as He-Man, Transformers, G.I. Joe, and Thundercats. Well, oh, what'd you call me? Not you. <laughs> now, I'm trying to do my best, uh, Hexile Jim Duggan. Person. Ah, yes, uh, fan of Hexa. Also in the 80s. Um, so Thundercats is, of course, a series about a group of cat like humanoid aliens from a planet called Third Earth. And, uh, you know, they may not have been the, the, I wouldn't, I would say instead of, you know, not like the A list, like Transformers, J. Joe, and, and He Man stuff. Maybe like B list. Right. They f- they fall a little, you know, but they were still cool. It was a great cartoon. Uh, well, in 2016, Mattel released a series of Thundercats Ultimate Action Figures uh, through their online subscription service, which sadly has been shut down before they could release the entirety of the Thundercats line. Wow, it's been uh, been kind of a uh, sad show as far as things yeah. ending, closing. <laughs> um of course, you know, that was uh, upsetting to many fans of the Thundercats who were hoping to get the entire line of Thundercats as action figures. But now the company Super 7 um, have finally uh, stepped up to help the fans out because Super 7 will be re-releasing the Thundercats Ultimate line of 7-inch figures. And this time they're going to have upgraded accessories for each character released. Now, the first round of figures will see the launch of Lionel, leader of the Thundercats, Panthro, Jackalman, and Mumra, but it'll be Mumra in his mummy form instead of his powered-up form. No Chitara? No Chitara yet. So hopefully we'll see, you know, more of this line and we'll get Chitara. Now, the re-released Lion-O will come with a new bonus head plate, as well as four different versions of his claw shield. Uh, and Mumra will have an extra head sculpt, as well as both cloth and plastic cloaks to wear. And uh, both Panthera and Jackalman will also come with a selection of new weapons as well as bonus head sculpts that were not included in the 2016 line. And looking at pictures of the figures, they do look pretty, pretty good, I must say. Pretty good. But, but, here's the rub. Uh, The Ultimates will be available for pre-order individually on Super 7's website, but they will cost $45 each. Ouch. Yes, that's a bit high for these action figures yeah. in my opinion, even with all their accessories. Yeah. Well, maybe I could do without the accessories if for a cheaper price. Tell you what. <laughs> Let me just buy the leg and I'll give you a quarter. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, so they, these figures will be shipping out in spring of 2020 and, um, 
We'll see how they do if we get more figures from the line. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I like to see a little snarf. Not really. Snarf. <laughs> well, I will say before the next story, uh, our condolences to the Fonda family with the passing of oh. Peter Fonda today. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and speaking of one who has passed, uh, Bill and Ted's Face the Music is going to honor Rufus because they have invited Carlin's daughter, Kelly, to have a role. That's very cool. Um, of course, Harlan, his role uh, was he played Rufus, a dude who traveled back time in order to make sure Bill and Ted succeeded in changing the world through their music. Well, Kelly Carlin has been cast in the upcoming sequel as a way of honoring her dad and the character Rufus. Uh, awesome. According to what creator and writer told movie was, there's also a character in the movie, Kelly, George, George's daughter's name, who has a very significant role in the journey. So George has... Uh, there's no word on who she will be playing in the film. She could very well end up playing Rufus's daughter. That'd be cool if it ended up being the case. Kelly also confirmed her by saying, real? Of course it's real. Uh, I get to be a part of Bill and Ted Face the Music. Thank you, Ed Solomon and Winter. Or Alex Winter, uh, who played uh, Bill. Bill. Um, so, yeah. I, I thought that was cool that they were bringing. Yeah, it's really cool. I like that. So it's a nice it's a nice way to uh, um pay respects to to Mr. Carlin. Very much so. So uh, let's hit some gaming news. All right. So Star Wars Legion, which is a game that I haven't played yet, but I'm kind of interested in. It's yeah. a bit of a miniature game. It's almost like Warhammer 40K. Kind of, yeah. But, you know, Star Wars. Well, um, Star Wars. Star Wars. Not Star Trek, but Star Wars. Did you see the picture? Speaking of Star Trek, did you see the picture that I posted that I talked about the guy in the Star Trek top? No, I missed that one. Uh, it's in the um, part two pictures, picture post. Mm. I'm like, how do I snap this picture and be casual about it? <laughs> anyway, uh, so Fantasy Flight Games puts out Star Wars Legion. Star Wars Legion, excuse me. And uh, they're coming out with a, an interesting new expansion pack. And it is called the Imperial Shore Troopers Unit Expansion. And it brings seven new shore troopers to your Imperial, Imperial Army. Uh, and the standard units are pretty cool in their own right. But it is the extra arsenal weapons at their disposal that makes them really cool. So five of the shore troopers come with the powerful E-22 blaster rifle, which is a nice upgrade to the standard E-11 blaster rifles of their brethren. Uh, but the short, these shore troopers also have handy abilities like being able to issue one of their allies at range one in order after they receive one, allowing you to have control of more of your units to start your turn. They also pick up an aim token after receiving that order, which means they have a better chance to hit their target if their initial attack roll is less than stellar. This game sounds a little complicated. Yeah. <laughs> 
but it gets even better as the unit also features one T-21B trooper who can hit enemies at long range. And he also has one more ace up his sleeve in the form of a DF-90 mortar trooper who can hit groups of enemies from a long distance. Ah, very interesting. Very interesting. Now, if you're thinking, that seems a little overpowered. Well, it does have a few negatives. Um, the unit does uh, operate as its own core unit, but they can only be deployed as detachments from a unit of Imperial Shore Troopers. Also, due to the size, it is difficult to fire this on the move, but once it is in the setup, you can not only use... Once it is set up, you can not only use it on its own, but also to add attacks to friendly long-range attacks, and that can cause havoc to enemy armies. Wahaha! Um, so, of course, it does damage, but also causes suppression against enemies who defend against it, uh, and enough of those can cause the enemy to panic and run for the hills. So, here's the official description. Selected for rotational duty from exceptional stormtrooper squads, Imperial store Shore Troopers are trained not only in tropical environment operations, but also in entrenched warfare. Often assigned to important bases such as the Imperial Security Facility on Scarif, shore troopers use their expertise and equipment to counter rebel ambushes and ensure Imperial secrets remain safe. Within this expansion, you'll find seven unique, unpainted Imperial shore trooper miniatures to add to your Star Wars Legion collection. Five of these Troopers are armed with the E-22 blaster rifles while a short trooper equipped with a T-21B targeting rifle is ready to deal extra damage from long range. But if you're truly looking to keep enemy units from escaping with sensitive information, a DF-90 mortar trooper can be added to your army as a detachment from the rest of your shore troopers. Rounding out this expansion are two unit cards, five upgrade cards to fully kit out your short troopers, and all the tokens you need to deploy them to any battle. So this expansion comes out in game stores in the third quarter of this year. So you Star Wars Legion players can look forward to that. Very interesting. It's your turn. It's been a long week. I, I'm mm-hmm. finally hitting that motion. Mm-hmm. Um, Mattel unveils new line of Star Wars Barbies, which I find odd since Hasbro has the contract. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, yeah, but Mattel's the one who does Barbies, so. Right, which we really don't sell in the part. Mm. Even though Barbie is featured in Barbie 4 and 3. Oh, yeah. Into mm-hmm. anyway, uh, Mattel announces this week they are releasing a new line of Star Wars themed Barbie dolls, um, all based on characters from Star Wars New Hope. The doll takes an iconic character from the film and puts a high hell, a high fashion twist on the look. Characters getting dolls are Princess Leia, the Yavin ceremony, R2, and Darth Vader. Um, I mean, they don't look half bad, no, for Barbie dolls. I don't think this is something I would go after, no, but uh, these are available for pre order order now, but it, the shipping date is around November 18th. So, um, so yeah, now it takes us back to final story of the night. All right, and this is another, another well, what a downer. This is another, a story about another thing coming to an end. 
And that is the uh, animated series Star Wars Resistance. Yeah, I was sure. So, of course, Star Wars Resistance debuted last fall. And it is about the adventures of a pilot who gets caught up in the Resistance ahead of the events of The Force Awakens. Um, so, you know, when it came out, we all knew that Disney was developing their own streaming service. So there was a little bit of a question about what would happen to this series. And uh, unfortunately, it looks like we have our answer. Um, so, of course, we know that Disney Plus is set to debut in November. Right. And um, we recently had a release of a new trailer for the second season of Resistance. And then it had and it has been confirmed that it will also be the final season. So um, official synopsis in season two, the story picks up after a harrowing escape from the First Order as the Colossus and all its residents find themselves lost in space, (laughs) lost in space, (laughs) pursued by Agent Tyranny and Commander Pyre. Kaz and team also face a myriad of new dangers along the way, including bounty hunters, a suspicious hut, General Hux, and Supreme Leader Kylo Ren. Meanwhile, Tam grapples with her future and where her true allegiance lies with her friends or the first order the thrilling final season will showcase how the unlikeliest of heroes can help spark hope across the galaxy so we also have some interesting um, additions to the voice cast including uh, Joe Manganiello who uh, some might remember from True Blood and other such things who also is a big Dungeons and Dragons fan I like to note um, then we have uh, David Diggs who is in Hamilton uh, Matthew Wood who is in Star Wars The Clone Wars as Kylo Ren Lucy Lawless as the Aeosian Queen um, and um, so right now the show the series airs on the Disney Channel um so of course it's not a big surprise that once Disney Plus comes out, who know I don't know if that's actually gonna affect everything on Disney Channel or just I don't I don't think there's been anything official on that. Yeah, I haven't heard anything official, but oh there depending on how well you do, you can go further Smuggler's Rum run campaign and still get out like right now, still get out plenty of time and get plenty of lots of be. So um, it's unclear for sure if this is always intended to only last two seasons, but that doesn't seem likely to me. Or if there were other factors at play. Ooh, how ominous. Yeah. But of course, we also know that Disney Plus will be also airing another final season of an animated series when they show the final season of Star Wars The Clone Wars by the end of the year. So, the season premiere of Star Wars Resistance will be Sunday, October 6th at 10 p.m. on the Disney Channel. And, uh, again, this will be the final season. Yeah, yeah. Already. Hard to believe. There it is, folks. Well, final thoughts. Um... I don't know. It's kind of a downer of a show. <laughs> Not a whole Meanwhile, lot. Meanwhile, across town at the home for the mentally deficient. 
Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, really. Not a whole lot of news this week, and yeah. most is not great news. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you've got nothing else more, I got nothing else more, and let's just go ahead and call it. Want to know more? <laughs> So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.